Hello everybody, this is Georgiana with a new episode of Employer Branding, the Inside Podcast. My guest for today is Deborah Hamill from the United States and Deborah works for a company that's exclusively remote, am I correct? Anyway, Deborah, welcome. Uh, yeah. Thanks for accepting my invitation. Please let us know what you do at uh, CloudBets and what the company does. I mean, I know you're a vice president of people, but I want to know everything about your role, your daily activities, as much as you can. Well, CloudBeds is the hospitality industry's fastest growing technology partner. And we serve a global customer base with thousands of properties. Uh, we're across over uh, 157 countries. And our uh, platform is, is award-winning because it, it seamlessly combines operations, revenue, distribution, growth marketing tools, and, and, and also third-party integrations. And what it does is it helps hoteliers and hosts grow revenue. Um, it helps them streamline operations mm -hmm. and deliver memorable guest experiences. And it's really exciting because, you know, I, I mentioned some of the awards, you know, we were named number one uh, PMS. We were named number one hotel management system by, by Hotel Tech Report in 2022. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were also named best PMS and best channel manager uh, by the World Travel Tech Awards in 2021. Um, so we are really, really proud of what we do and how we've grown. Mm -hmm. And you guys have been working fully remote from the very beginning, if I'm correct, or has there been a switch at some point? Yes. Uh, nope, yeah. no switch. We were uh, remote first, wow. remote always. Unbelievable. I, I'm sure we'll get to, to that topic in just a little bit. You know, this is primarily a human resources or let's say an employer branding podcast. And whenever I talk to someone who, who manages people, you know, who's tightly connected to human resources, I want to know because our audience can really use this input. How can HR people provide support to employees? And what, you, what would you say are the most important skills of an HR manager? Yeah, well, I think helping ensure that organizations have the right talent in the right place at the right time is the most important role that, that HR plays. And so, you know, when I think about the three most important skills of an HR manager, the first thing that I would highlight is, is, is that it's our role to help create the best employee experience. And a great employee experience means many things, but, but ultimately it actually means for, for the business better bottom line. Because what we know for sure is that if people are intellectually and emotionally fulfilled, they are likely to produce more and stay longer and turnover is a huge cost to a company. The second thing I would highlight is that, that HR is really a, a driver uh, for the company to embrace change. Uh, culture change should be business-led and driven from the top. And, and companies change. They always do. Things are always evolving. And so HR should be a leader in talking about how awesome this is and really showcasing it as something that is valued. Evolution is good. Companies that uh, resist change are, are kind of doomed to fail. And the third thing I would highlight is, is uh, <laughs> maybe you've seen those little cartoons where the, there used to be these cartoons where there would be like an angel and a devil on, on each shoulder uh, whispering into, into somebody's ears. Um, well, I, I don't want to say that HR is the, is the angel or the devil, but, but, the, but the nuance of 
the role of HR is to whisper in the ears of leadership and gently guide um, is there. Um, that is that is a key skill that, that you have to have is to influence leadership. Um, because what we know for sure is, is that uh, leaders matter. Uh, people's managers and that experience is, is a huge contributor to people either staying or going. And, you know, leaders leave awake. So whatever actions you take as, as a leader, that's going to leave a churn behind you. And, and you need to be aware of that and make sure that you are, are challenging your people, but, but also uh, guiding them as well and, and keeping them uh, feeling emotionally safe. Mm -hmm. How does employer branding manage to strengthen the company culture, especially when you're a fully remote company? Oh, it is absolutely critical. Um, you know, HR managers are an investor to culture. And the brand culture is how a company's employees live out the values and missions of its organization. And so it's mm -hmm. important that okay. management embodies the values and mission of the company and model the behavior that we expect for our, our employees. And so a positive employee brand says, you know, we're a great place to work. Uh, we're so great that you're going to want to recruit your family and friends to, to work here. Mm -hmm. And so it affects, yes. it affects recruitment, it affects retention, and it affects engagement. And it's really crucial to the success of any company. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, we're nowadays all familiar with the hybrid workforce model. But um, how do you develop hybrid ready or remote ready skills as an HR leader, if I can put it that way? Yeah, so, you know, CloudBeds has always operated as remote first, remote, remote always. And, you know, it's given us an advantage uh, because we, when the pandemic hit, we didn't have to retrain how we, how we do things at CloudBeds, whereas for other companies, it, it prompted massive, massive shifts. Mm -hmm. And so there's two things that I would highlight that, that really folks need to think about. Um, the first thing is tools. So in order to be hybrid ready, you need the tools to be successful. And if you as a leader aren't thinking about the tools and the platforms you utilize to stay connected and collaborate in this, in this virtual world, you really should. Um, the second thing I, I would say is, is planning. You're going to need to budget well because in a hybrid model, we still know that there is an incredible importance uh, with face-to-face with -face interaction. And, you know, we need to be able to support that, but that comes at a, at a cost. And so without some great budget planning, that might be an item that is cut and it is so important um, that it shouldn't be. And so be sure to get with finance and, and plan ahead of time that you can have these moments of face-to-face -face gatherings because I can't stress the importance enough in a hybrid space that those gatherings, breaking bread together and, and mutual laughter, it binds people, it emotionally commits people, and you want that. And so you really need to have the tools for collaboration, well thought, you know, Slack's a great one, uh, you know, video meetings, et cetera. And you need to also have some, some fiscal planning to ensure that you can get together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If I'm correct, CloudBets has over 700 global employees. Yes. To, to me, is it's just, I don't know, amazing yeah. how you guys can be so successful. And um, actually, I, I didn't tell you this, but the reason I was so keen on talking to someone from uh, from CloudBeds is that I found out you guys were 
remote only even before the pandemic. So I said, how do they do it? How does one manage global teams? How how does it happen? I know that you guys all meet once a year, if I understood correctly, mm-hmm. at some point. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, how how do you do it? How do you stay connected? Well, you know, it's it's extremely top of mind for a leadership team. Um, you know, while the hybrid workforce is becoming the norm, you know, some activities and sentiment is is hard to translate over Slack or, Slack or Zoom. Yeah. So, you know, we have the tools that on a day-to-day basis help us communicate and collaborate and celebrate. But, you know, for cloud beds, being a remote first, remote always doesn't mean that we don't get together. We know the value of those face-to-face interactions. And the interesting thing about cloud beds is that these interactions are happening both company-sponsored. We just had a really great uh, gathering of of leadership in, in San Diego, California in the United States, but they're also happening organically. Um, we have a, a gathering that's coming up in, in Medellin, uh, Colombia, that was was really, you know, started by, by the employees themselves. They said, hey, we miss each other, let's get together. And people are traveling in from all over the globe, yeah. you know, essentially for a happy hour, which sounds yeah. wild, but right. they want to see each other. And so, you know, we stay connected by recognizing the value of both. Um, connecting online, but also making room for those face-to-face interactions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And would you agree with the statement that at the moment, managing a hybrid workforce is one of the biggest challenges for the people of HR? Um, even though that's the topic of this podcast, I don't, honestly. Um, but and, and the reason I say that is, yes, it's important, but I think if, if you see that as your greatest challenge right now, uh, what I would say is that you're already behind. Um, you know, we've already been there for a year. You know, the pandemic has hit, you know, companies are already thinking about this. And so when I think about the main challenge now, I actually think it's it's talent, uh, particularly in, in tech world. So we've had a massive shortage of talent and engineering. If you actually look at the numbers, it's only predicted to get worse. And so therefore, with a shortage uh, of this critical talent for success of tech companies, you know, how do you win the talent pool that is out there? That is where it comes down to your branding and culture. And yes, the flexibility of making sure that that you can cater yes. to what people want. You know, in some cases, people want that office environment. In other cases, they want the hybrid. In other cases, they want exactly. that fully 100% mm-hmm. at home. And so your skills to recruit that talent pool, that's the big, the big challenge that I think folks should be thinking about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think the funny thing, if I can say so about it, is that it's equally challenging in Europe as it is in the States, as it is in Australia at the moment. It's really yep. everywhere. It's become unbelievably difficult to attract and retain people also, yep. Yep. I think. I uh, took a look at, at your website and actually I, I loved one of the core values for cloud beds, Kaizen. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it drew my attention because I want to know more about it. Yeah. Could you tell me a little bit more about what it means and how it connects to your business model and to the company values? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So Albert Einstein actually said that uh, compounding is the greatest mathematical discovery of all time. And that ties in here because what Kaizen means is always improving. 
And so, you know, earlier you had asked about, you know, the three most important skills of an HR leader. And I mentioned embracing agility and change. And that really ties into Kaizen because an infinite journey always starts with the first step. And so if you make small strategic steps and, and continuous improvements to yourself, your teams will always evolve. And you'll naturally be able to embrace change because you're always improving. And the way CloudBeds embodies that is, you know, we really are always working to better ourselves, which then consequently helps the team. We're investing in development and making constant improvements. And we get satisfaction from growth and taking constructive feedback well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I've seen on your LinkedIn profile that you have a ton of experience in in HR, and I've also seen that you've been with CloudBeds for about five months. I'm wondering, what is it that you like most about the work environment, about the remote-only work environment, and how is it different from the other companies you've been with? Yeah. So, you know, what I love about CloudBeds is the inertia and, and the excitement. And so, this may be a little overly reductive, but uh, but for explanation's sake, I'll say that you know startups oftentimes go through three phases of growth. You know, the first phase is like where there's an idea and people are living on a on a hope and a dream, and you know it's it's a lot of grit. You know, uh, building. You're constantly looking for investors, and 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 it's tough. Um, it's a lot of hard work. And then uh, stage two is where you kind of get some some big funding in. Uh, where suddenly you're in this rapid scaling model. Um, and then stage three is, you know, oftentimes even post IPO or whatnot, where suddenly you're just like this enterprise machine, things are built and, and, and things are going smoothly. And so CloudBeds is in stage two. And for me, that's the good stuff. It's the most exciting phase. The phase of building and rapid growth is, is mm-hmm. wow. Mm-hmm. It's, it's what I love. It's where I'll always be. And so what I love about CloudBeds and how it's different is when we think about our our model and and connecting, one of the things that's different here is how we collaborate. Um, So there's a huge commitment to taking ideas through as a a group. Um, And I'll give you an example. So the direct reports to the CEO and COO, we have uh, regular meetings. And one of the things we do is two pagers. So two pagers were actually started by Amazon, but but the idea is, is is that you as a leader write a two-page essay in essence, where you try and convince your other team members of ever, of something, and then they come in and they make comments, and you have just a really uh, awesome discussion. And what that discussion produces is an even better output. And so what I love about CloudBeds is that excitement. Uh, the commitment to ideas and collaboration and how we come together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. Since diversity and inclusion is a very popular topic nowadays, especially in Berlin, where we're not very strong with it, I wanted to, to ask you, Deborah, what would be three tips for managing diverse global teams? Um, yeah, I think that's a really great question. Very top of mind. I think the first is communication and transparency. Um, so, you know, no one likes to feel out of the loop or caught off guard. And so when you're thinking about a diverse global team, 
you have to think about asynchronous updates. And so for, for myself, you know, I can say that I often drop video updates in, in Slack. Uh, mm -hmm. That way my team members can view it and I'll give my, my thoughts for the week, make announcements on what's coming to ensure that the entire team is informed of what's happening and, and the status of, of any projects or announcements that, that are going on. The second thing I think that's really important for managing diverse global teams is, is fun. You know, if you look at that old office model, uh, what happened naturally uh, it was hearing about people's weekend, sharing laughs, inside jokes, you know, perhaps there's, there's, there's a game over lunch, a card game or something, uh, you know, a board game. But when we're in Zoom, somehow that oftentimes gets put aside. So what happens is people have screen fatigue. So there becomes a drive to just get to it, you know, so work gets delved into right away. And so I think as a leader, you have to drive that connection piece and be the example. Uh, allow some chit chat before starting the meeting and have a separate meeting, you know, I would say at least quarterly just for fun, just for laughter. You know, there's tons of online games and things that you can do. And, you know, the third thing I would say is just cultural and time zone respect. So uh, as an example, one of the things that CloudBets has is choose your own holidays. And, and, and so that becomes a huge cultural thing because you can't be uh, Christian centric, US centric, you know, and always uh, make people come to you. Choose your own holidays allows people to to uh, say what's what's important to them. It, it doesn't have to be, you know, uh, Christmas. Perhaps it's, it's it's for everybody. Perhaps it's it's Kwanzaa. It's uh, you know, it's whatever matters to that individual. And so that is is a huge piece. And time zone respect too. Oftentimes, what I see is is apparel is if a if a company says, let's say their headquarters in the United States, what will happen is they'll hire globally because they need the talent, but then they always make those individuals join their time zone, uh, which is exhausting. And so don't be US centric, rotate things, rotate, rotate the time of, of meetings. And, and also when you can, you know, do things asynchronously. We can re record uh, videos, we can record presentations and then thread on a on a channel a place to ask questions so it takes some extra thought and creativity but in that way you're not overburdening one part of the team and uh, as we're approaching the um, the end of this episode i'm going to be repeating myself sort of with with the last question but i'd like to know more concretely how does employer branding happen at at cloudbeds i'm really curious well, it's 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 a lot through our through our values, um, you know, and it's talked about often. I think to do branding well, you have to thread it through constantly. It has to be in in your meetings. It has to be embodied by the, by the leadership. Um, it has to be in the words. It has to be even in, in how you evaluate candidates. Um, and so, uh, how we do it is it's it's a constant here and mm -hmm. it's 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 referred to often mm -hmm. and I, I think you are right in saying that it's extremely visible in the way we recruit people because so far in in what i've seen in europe and berlin and romania where i where i come from and where i was able to analyze things is that it's done in a very sequen sequential how do you say it in english sequential way? yeah 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 so 
So it's it's not holistic, and you can see it, and therefore the 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 company suffers in the end, and the business model has a has a lot to suffer because of it. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Deborah, for the uh, great discussion we had today. I wish you the best of luck awesome. with Cloudbed. Well, thank and, you, and uh, stay in touch. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. I really enjoyed it. This was Employer Branding, the Inside Podcast. You can find our podcasts on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, and content on employer branding-related themes on employerbranding.tech. Until the next time, stay tuned. Bye.